First thoughts. I'm Connor Izagari. I'm Kay Luce. And today we're discussing the new monster movie Meg 2, The Trench, a sequel to 2018's The Meg, and a sequel that nobody really asked for outside of China. But here we are with this surprisingly successful uh, box office smash that pretty much, you know, assisted Barbie in nuking Ninja Turtles' chance at a box office hit. And here we are with more big shark in fact uh tommy wiseau of the room is currently shopping around a movie he did called big shark (laughs) and uh i can't wait because i bet it's going to be better than this (laughs) i apparently there's this movie attacked the three audiences we that we've severely severely underestimated one how much People over in China like big shark movies, apparently. Two is apparently children don't want to watch Ninja, Ninja Turtles, regardless of the critical fucking response. They also want a big shark movie. And three, a bunch of moms that probably don't want to see it, but they just heard Diane Chase and stay them. Why not? It's the same theory I have for like probably why a lot of dads went to go see Barbie, but their daughters are like, eh, Margaret Robbie, right on. You know what I mean? And we severely under- underestimated all three of those quadrants because they showed up (laughs) well i mean this year you know all the stuff we've been watching we've been doing first thoughts for a few months now and we've talked about some cool movies some disappointments some surprises i i wasn't even thinking about this like i I had completely forgotten this was even happening and then we had that trailer that used parts barracuda to pretty good effect i will give it that uh but when I saw that trailer, I was like, this is going to tank. There's no way this is going to work. I had forgotten <laughs> that the first movie made over 500 million globally. People love their sharks, man. Like more than oh. any uh, creature feature, it's fucking sharks that always, always dominates. They're always successful. Yeah. I would say yeah, sharks lead the pack for like, I'd probably say alligators, like right behind it. And then, you know, insert any air creature I think we're slightly scared of. It never seems to work on land, does it? The land ones are never successful. No, you have your, I mean, you know, you have your ones that I would say snakes have had like a hit and miss track record. You've all, you know, you've had your occasional snake based film. I um, count those as, as water creatures, especially in the films they appear in. Snakes on a plane. Is that a creature feature? I, I guess it is. Yeah. I guess it is. I haven't seen snakes on a plane. Wait. Samuel tracks to me entire these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. All right. When I think snake creature feature, I immediately think of anaconda, not not snakes in a plane. But you know, anaconda is at least. I mean, look, anaconda is infinitely more entertaining, and I will accept nothing less. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it. Yeah, Shark Movie is on it, and it kind of sucks because, like, personally, Ninja Turtles was a better film, and it wasn't even budgeted that high. Like, seventy million is the most modest budget I think I have seen this year by far that isn't yeah. an a24 film one purpose that isn't an a24 film um and yet it 
couldn't make that back because I almost like Big Shark movie, Jason Statham. Let's go. Well, I think people have grown very distrustful of IP, which is interesting. Like you can't bet on on any like franchise's longevity anymore. We've seen that happen with Marvel, with Indiana Jones, and now with you know the Ninja Turtles. It doesn't really matter if it's been successful in the past. People are just tired of franchises, really. And I guess, you know, now the like I don't consider a fran- I don't consider a series of films a franchise until there's at least three movies. Okay. I don't know what the actual like the nitpicks is of a franchise in a series. I don't care. I don't I make my own rules. <laughs> so I mean you didn't know these were based off a series of books. So like that's that's balance. They aren't, so. and I am not alone in that. <laughs> I don't know who has read or even seen Steve Alton's Meg franchise of novels, which has a third book mm-hmm. called Primal Waters, which will probably happen in a few a uh, few years. Uh enough to warrant a movie. Two Apparently. movies. Two movies, two weirdly successful movies that are also incredibly lazy, like insanely lazy in their storytelling and their circumstances and their kills. Well, if you uh, if you break, if you actually look at the numbers and break it down, which is what's crazy. So the first one, I was looking at it in America, only made like forty five million total in America. Like that's that's the best it got. Are this you serious? One, yeah, and this one America did less. 30 million. So apparently America is not the reason these are successful. The international numbers, again, China and other countries are digging, are like eating up giant fucking shark, which is to stay them. Because that, their international growth for the first one is fucking outrageous. Do you think it's the shark that's raking in this money, or it's the Statham? Statham, I mean, look at that, man. It is, yeah. He... Action movies tend to perform better in Asian markets than any other genre for some reason. I don't really know why. Maybe martial it's, you arts know, don't probably have something to do with that. Martial arts, John Woo's, you know, films from Hong Kong. Like people love action over there, which is cool. You know, we love it over here. It's not as much, apparently. But, you know, you look at the Fast and Furious movies, they do fucking well over there. Like Statham's in those. People love Statham. Yeah, well, and also I think it's like a, it's like a kind of like how we, I'm, you know, yeah, I think it's it's funny because action here, audience, American audiences don't really like because you always hear the complaints of the over editing stuff. That's why John Wick's been so huge here in America because it's a much different type of action, but it's basing off Chinese or not Chinese Jesus, Asian cinema, um, in general, um, and their type of action. So I think I wonder if it's just like almost reversed in Asian countries where like, yeah, obviously their action films are big hits, but they view American action cinema as like something different from what they watch, which would be weird because I'm gonna say right now, Asian cinema does action better than we do. Um yeah, but like you said, it's you know, it's different, it's a different style. It could also be like I, I bet there's also some like some hate watching where they're just like, look how fucking stupid these Americans are thinking this is a well edited action movie. Like I think of like Taken Two or Three, whichever it was, where Liam Neeson climbs that fence, that like seventeen shot edited together clip of him hopping that fence because he's like in his seventies and he's not jumping over a fence like that anymore. <laughs> oh, just just have him open a door. Like he doesn't need to do that. It didn't matter anyway. <laughs> but it's kind of like the whole de aging thing when they start walking. And you're like, no, no, no. You're clearly in your eighties or your seventies. I can tell. But the aging only makes you look young. Don't make you move young. Or talk young. 
as we saw with Harrison Ford, because when an 80-year-old voice is coming out of a 30-year-old face, it's fucking jarring. That was. That took me a minute. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm only 30 years old, and I'm going to kill these Nazis. Ugh. No, come on. We're not stupid. <laughs> oh, but Shark. Okay, so... Obviously, the king of shark movies is Jaws, never going to be touched. Everyone can try. They're never, none of these films are fit to suck Jaws' dick. So, outside of Jaws, what are some of your favorite shark movies? Uh, the top few that hit my head, actually, Jaws 2 is an underrated sequel, in my opinion. I quite enjoy Jaws 2. Um, Deep Blue Sea, which is just a cheesy good time. And open water, which is way different from what you get out of any kind of shark film. Much more realistic, much more like about watching two people stuck in a very d- bad situation until, spoiler alert, not really because it's based off a true story, until they die. Because in real life, the couple did not make it. Um, <laughs> but those are the ones that come to mind. Like my three that I've gone back to, I like outside of that. Um, as far as like some newer stuff, and not show my fucking age and sound like the guy that doesn't watch anything new. Um, I enjoyed The Shallows quite a bit with um Blake Lively. I, I thought that was really good. Um, and the I haven't seen the sequel yet, but Forty Seven Meters Down, um, was a, another solid one. I liked quite a bit. I I enjoyed. It. I thought that was a very neat concept. Um, the sequel sounds interesting with um sharks and the. Like an underwater cave that can their eyes have adjusted to the light down there. It sounds wacky, and I'm I'm interested in seeing it, but I just haven't watched it yet. Um, okay. I, first off, I love that you're worried about being perceived as the guy who doesn't watch anything new on our po- on our show where we go through stuff that's come out recently. This is true. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go through those. So Jaws two. I agree with you. Jaws 2 is underrated. It's fun. It's decent. I think it's got a killer third act that doesn't get enough credit. The shark just circling the kids on the raft. You don't know who's going to fall off that thing or when it's going to get tired of waiting. I love that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that Roy Scheider tried to get out of that so hard. He did not want to do that movie. So he was just bitter and angry and difficult the whole time. Yes, he did not like doing that movie. (laughs) And he followed it with all that jazz, his passion project. So at least he got to he got to do that. Yeah, I think, like, he, look, I think he did Jaws too, so he could do all that jazz. Yeah, I think he, and it was like a contract. The studio had him on something. It was weird. Um, and like, look, don't worry, Lisa. It's no obviously no one near Charles, and I get that going in. But if you take that away and you just watch it on its like own merits, yes, it's obviously nowhere near that. But it's a fun enough sequel. That like you said, the third act when that shark is like hunting all the kids down and like it's it's solid. There's a lot of good moments when it attacks the boat, or not the boat, the uh the helicopter that tries to rescue them. Like Jesus Christ! Like and don't even say that's the most ridiculous thing because if you think that's the most ridiculous thing, you have not sat through Charles Three and Charles Revenge. It gets way worse. Um, I I do love that the fucking mayor is the same guy. Like there were no political consequences for the first movie. And this time when Brody's like, Hey, you know how there's not just one shark in the ocean? (laughs) Yeah. Is we got another one. And they're like, bullshit. There's no way that would happen twice. Like, Nope. It would happen four times. Actually. (laughs) Amity four times. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, oh. I have I have seen all of them, and I think Jaws three is the worst one. Jaws of Revenge is terrible, but you got Michael Caine at least, who's there to like keep things affable and lively. Jaws the Revenge is terrible, but in a way that it's almost like beyond entertaining to watch it because it's like this is so goddamn bad. I can't stop watching. Jaws the Revenge is like rewatchable bad. Like let's yeah. you know, let's get some beers and watch Jaws the Revenge. Jaws three is get that away from me bad. Yeah, it's just bad. Like it's like okay, this is that whole scene that we love to mock because it's just fucking ridiculous when like the sharks getting ready to bust the glass. And it's the slowest fucking movement. Because they're like, we gotta get that 3D shot. <laughs> I love that they're all like, oh my god! Ah! As this thing's just like... Like, very slowly. They had plenty of time to get out of the way. It reminds yeah. me of the guy getting rolled over by the steamroller in Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. He's like, Stop! <laughs> I do. There is a scene in Jaws three that legitimately freaked me out, though. The guy who's like the Quint stand-in, who's like the or who's like a Quint Hooper hybrid, like this like oceanographer guy, gets like swallowed by the shark, and the camera's in the shark's mouth. That was kind of freaky. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the rest of the movie was dog shit. You know, Jaws and Sea World, great. Um, right. Then you got uh, Deep Blue Sea, which. On paper, sounds absolutely insane. And it, it, it is. Honestly, like it is insane. <laughs> like, sharks being used to create an Alzheimer's cure somehow. I, they they science their way through that. And this, yeah. this thing makes these sharks, like, hyper-intelligent. I do like that it's Mako sharks and not Great Whites again. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of scary sharks out there. Um, but yeah, I I think it's you know it's fun. The CGI is a little dated. It's nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, um, it's fun. Yeah, it's a CGI. It has obviously for anyone who is get, wants to hand us the movie. It's the most famous, probably one of the most famous scenes of Arnold Samuel Jackson you've seen before. That even if you know it's coming, it's fucking hilarious. Um, and then like it has like it does have like that movie has such like a weird sense of humor to it. Like the scene when I think it's a oh, was it Skarsgård? Fuck. What, Stellan, I think. Was Stellan Skarsgård in that? It was whoever was in fucking the in the fucking Thor movies. Yeah, it's Stellan. Yeah. Stellan. When he's like on that fucking gurney or whatever and it's like pulled into the water, and then the sharks like use them to ram into the glass to break it open. Like it's some dark humor that you're laughing. And you're like, God, I would hate to be that guy. Like they're not even eating him, they're just using him as a fucking ramage thing. Um I remember um the lead scientist lady who's like behind all this, like she was like despicable and kind of like almost didn't get hers, but the test audiences were like, she needs to die for what she did. So mm-hmm. they, they fixed that. Yeah. They, like towards the end of the film, you, you clear it's like, she gets, she gets it. Um, this was, was it, was it, was it Cuba? Was it Cuba in this one? Or LL Cool J I'm thinking of. Yeah, well, this was Cool J. This was LL Cool J. This was Cool J. Yeah. LL Cool J isn't there. And dude, he's fucking fantastic as the cook. You keep waiting for him to die. You you just like you think there's no way LL Cool J stars in this movie. This is a cameo. When is it going to happen? And it doesn't. He makes it. Hey, I almost to knock you out. So <laughs> don't call it a comeback. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's a fun movie. There's like two direct to video sequels. I don't think anybody's ever seen. 
what I've heard is apparently like a lot of people don't like the second one, but apparently the third one came out during COVID and was really good. I've heard a lot of people be like, no, third one's great. I'm like, that, that's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, open water. I haven't seen because I know it's going to be an incredibly depressing, unsettling movie because that shit does happen. It did happen to them. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to watch a couple terrified out of their mind, just slowly die. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't sound entertaining at all. That's what I said. It's, it's a really good movie. It is a very good movie. It's not one to go back to a lot. Not because it's bad because it's like, you got to like be mentally ready to sit through that movie. Because yeah, it's for those who don't know um, the the true story aspect of it. A couple was honeymooning. Um, it was like shortly after like, going on a honeymoon, they did a scuba diving ex- uh, uh, thing for it, and the guy who was driving the boat did not do a proper head count and left them out in the middle of the ocean. So they were stuck in shark infested stranded. And by the time they caught they caught on that oh shit, two of our people aren't on, back on board. Sharks had already fucking eaten them. They could not be found. Um, in this movie, Chronicles, obviously, I'm not, not the dialogue being exact because I doubt it's not like we have a transcription of what they were saying while they were stuck in the ocean. Um, that would be we weird. didn't find them, but we found their dialogue. Yeah, I'll be like, wait a minute, why didn't we just okay? Um, <laughs> but you know, this is a movie based off that story, and yeah, it's you know, it, it's it's not exactly jovial, obviously, it's very depressing. You're watching. A couple fight for their life and you know ultimately like in real life they they don't make it out you know it's not that's that's the outcome is not again sorry if i spoil that but like again if you know the true life real life story off this it's not a spoiler because they follow it to a t in that regard um but with that said is it a solid film oh yeah and when it comes to shark films it's something i would recommend if you like shark movies to at least watch once yeah i will i will eventually Uh i know I know they made direct video sequels to that too, and I'm like, you don't give a shit about them because it kind of takes away the point. <laughs> well, I think in one of them, like it's a a group of like you know teenagers on Mar- like you know spring break or some shit, all go scuba diving and they forget to pull the ladder down on the boat, so they're all like just barely able to reach the boat. It doesn't seem as quite a dire situation. No, because I feel like you could probably find a way to make that work. Yeah. Climb on some shoulders. Yeah, that's that's doable, but. Can you imagine like scuba diving and you come up for air and the boat's gone? That would God. That's why I'd look. I don't. I have zero interest in scuba diving, and Open Mars probably one of the reasons because of that. So yeah. I watched that. Yeah, that I do of like you're doing your thing, you're having a good time. It's your honeymoon. You're freshly married. You're happy, and you come back up and the boat's fucking gone, and you're miles from land. I can't imagine like being able to hold on to anything like there's no it's the it's the most perfect visualization of absolute despair just ocean as far as the eye can see no one's coming you're hundreds of miles away from any kind of rescue all you're doing is running out the clock i mean that is it's fucking terrifying i don't yeah i will not scuba dive just because i know about this movie i haven't even seen it but i'm not i'm not i'm never doing that yeah, no, fuck. I'm I not snorkel. I will snorkel in the shallows. That is all I will do. I just won't fuck with water like that. <laughs> well, after I heard like there, you know, with certain, you know, you go deep enough. If you come up too quickly, like there's a small chance you could explode. Like, Less. why would you ever do an activity where there's a risk that you could explode? Nothing's that. Nothing's worth 
any kind of fun. That's but not worth any kind of fun. They clearly don't know how to breathe on the water. Well, almost every human on Earth doesn't know how to breathe underwater. There is one, and thankfully he was available to film this movie. That is a great segue into the Meg 2. Yeah, um, I don't know if you want to talk about the shallows or <laughs> that was too perfect. I the shallows is great, awesome movie. We 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 got it. We got to take that segue. It's too good. Yeah. <laughs> so you started. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is my opening right here. <laughs> oh yeah. So obviously, a movie about a megalodon surviving into the modern age is not going to be as scientifically accurate as, say, something Christopher Nolan would make. That's okay. You got, you know, expected. I'm thinking, yeah, Oppenheimer, Interstellar, there are consultants to be like, no, the physics aren't correct on that. Meg, they were like, eh, fuck it. You know, grab a grilled cheese from craft services and we'll film the, you know, depth pressure scene. (laughs) I it's it's insane. So we're really just gonna insane. hop around with it. Hmm? Yeah, I feel like Stan didn't even like question that scene. He goes, oh, I'm Statham. Of course I can do something like this. Yeah. He is I, I mean I, you're not gonna see Jason Statham on inside the actor's studio talking about the craft with his performance in the Meg films. That <laughs> something about the eco-pirate who could breathe underwater and hold up three hundred thousand tons of shark just spoke to me. It was the role of a lifetime. Like no. As as awesome as that would be, no. Um, but, you know, you throw enough zeros on the end of a check and Statham will do whatever he is being hired to do. Exactly. He will show <laughs> up to do the job. Yeah. We're going to jump around. Like, we're not going to narratively just like go through this movie because, frankly, there isn't really one. It's just jumping from monster to dire situation to monster I, I, to fun island. Yeah, well, after we have to get through a whole lot of story, which look that's been my biggest issue with like both these meg films now is like i don't care about your plot i don't care about it so just give me the whole thing it's kind of like when i go into the monsterverse films right it's why like 24 2014 godzilla i think is a good enough movie but again they focus too hard on like the human plot um, i was like i don't care i just want to see guys able to do this thing but godzilla versus kong kong Skull island gods you know uh godzilla king of the monsters it's like yeah that's what i want I get it. You gotta have some story to get things going, but just give me big carnage and fucking kaiju mayhem. With the megaphones, I'm like, give me enough story to just get me invested enough. But I just want to watch Big Shark do things. Do you know? Do things. I don't care if it's PG-13 or R. Just give me Big Shark fucking things up. And both films just don't really seem like. Actually, more so this one. I feel like the first one was only hampered by the fact that it almost felt like they were trying to ape Jaws the whole time. This one just feels like they were just not interested in giving us until like the third act. Meg yeah. action. I'm with you on that. Real quick, I want to go back to Godzilla. I have a question. The to 2014's Godzilla. Do you think the film would be better if they had killed off Aaron Taylor Johnson's character and moved forward with Brian Cranston as the protagonist? Probably. I think so. He had more of a personal connection to the creature. He was a scientist who'd been like researching this his whole life, trying to find out what killed his wife. It made more sense for him to be the human anchor of the movie. Yeah, and also I'm just gonna say, like, I have nothing against Aaron Taylor Watson. Doesn't seem like he I don't nothing against him as a person, but most of the time, except for a few occasions like kick ass, he's kind of bland. I'm just gonna say it. 
see now that I've already established it, I just am picturing like franchise guys on inside the actor studio talking about the craft. And now I'm picturing Aaron Taylor Johnson talking about Craven being like, it was just so great a script. I couldn't ignore it. It was the chance to play something so exciting and outside of my wheelhouse. <laughs> and they rolled a clip of him like doing some bullshit that the movie's going to be. I, I have no faith in that at all. <laughs> no, no. I mean, now you get, you get to wait till next year. I can, I can, I can, I can easily wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently Sony has no faith in any of their films to so just release them and make some money this year. They're just like, oh, you can't promote it with the actors. So delay everything. So I guess does nobody at Sony know how trailers work or I don't know. Like no. you're, they're doing this because you can't have like the press tour and the red carpet. Are you, are you serious? Yep. That, sh- that shows a fundamental lack of faith in the product, and that's the fucking problem. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. Yeah, Meg 2, uh, Statham, eco-pirate, working for this company. Actually, the eco-pirate stuff never comes up again. It really doesn't. And I can't remember. Was he an eco-pirate? Or I think he was in the first film. I have no... I had to read my review from 2018 to, like, get the gist of the Meg, and I guess he was a like a Navy SEAL like diver guy or something who was there to save his ex-wife. I I do not remember the first movie at all. I remember, I don't remember any details. I remember shark and that, and then like another slightly bigger shark. Yeah. (laughs) I remember the Meg died halfway through the movie and then thinking like, no fucking way. Like we got, we got more movie. There's, there's a, there's going to be another shark. And then out of nowhere, big ass shark. Ah! And I'm like, ah, okay. There's, there's the real shark. This was, this was a fake, fake out shark. That's the real, that's the real one. We're paying to see these movies. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Does the title like the Meg bother you at all? I, I find it ridiculous. Like Meg, I don't bit. like that. I think it's just a, I just think of the Family Guy character every time. Yeah, I just want to say shut up, Meg. Every time. I, Mila Kunis is Meg. <laughs> she should have voiced the shark. I would have. I'd give these movies both five out of five scores if there'd the be, shark talked and it was voiced by Mila Kunis. There'd be so many confused hormonal teenage boys in that audience. Just I don't know how to feel. It's a shark, but Mila Kunis's voice. I. I did. I disagree. I hope I'd be able to control myself, knowing. I said that's a shark. You're a you're a hormonal teenage boy. I said that specifically. I hope I they have fine. a little bit more faith in. I'm, just because the voice is hot does not mean you're going to be able to move past. That's a giant shark. About it. Well, because the movie itself's not interesting enough for me to move past anything else. When you were a hormonal hormonal teenager, were you just getting were you just getting hard at the like voices at, at like I, sexy voices attached to like realistic looking animals? Possibly. I was just always ready to go. I was young, was thriving. It's young, thriving. <laughs> oh anyway, I don't know how to segue that one. So there's a nope. I have the best segue so far this episode, so go on. <laughs> um, what what happens in this movie? Uh, 
The Chinese uh, are studying megalodons because people just can't fucking leave well enough alone. No, and apparently the Jason Statham's love interest in the last film died between films, I guess. Did she not was she not killed in the first movie? That's what I assumed. Was she did that not happen in the first movie? I don't think so. I think she was alive and they just killed her between. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you not get the actress back? Was she just not interested in Meg too? You might be. I think you're right. I, I just assumed like, oh, I guess the I guess the shark got her at the end of the last movie. But I never questioned it. <laughs> um do you remember how this like the little girl and him became so close? I think she was in the first movie, but like more little. <laughs> She was. I remember that, but I don't remember how they specifically became like bonded. I I don't know. It's I I guess the I guess the charisma of Statham of the staff just proved too strong for that child. I I'll take it. It's the, it's the best explanation I've heard yet. Um, this this uh organization who's de- determined to study the deep uh has a megalodon in captivity that they've raised from birth, and apparently it's one of the good ones. Yeah, I guess he's a little clicker. Yeah, a little clicker. The billionaire who's like, oh no, this 70-foot monster is totally okay, I promise, and just goes you know, to swim with it. You know what's crazy? I, I would expect nothing less from human beings. We seem to have this insane theory that we can control any goddamn animal known to man. And I'm like, no, they're animals. They're driven by a different instinct than us. The weirdest part is every single time we're proven wrong. Every time. Look, if you guys want a reality check for the audience members of like how much animals don't actually give two shits about us, listen to the audio recording of the guy who took his girlfriend that loved bears to go study bears when they were active, and there's recording of when they both got mauled to death. And I've listened to it, and it's haunting. Yeah, I've heard that too. And you know what? I have zero sympathy for a man who's going to claim, oh, grizzly bears are warm, loving creatures and I can live among them. And then he gets mauled by a grizzly bear because absolutely, of course he does. Yeah, and his girlfriend. He tracked her to it as well. That sucks. The, the surprise here would be if he got like struck by lightning and a bear tried to save him and couldn't. Yeah, that would shock me, but... Getting mauled. Now, with that said, like, you know, I don't put light, like, it, it's very haunting to listen to that, but just to give you an idea of, like, how much nature and animals don't give a shit how much we try to do. It's what I think, you know, every time there's, like, a story about somebody's pet chimp that, like, ripped off their friend's face, like, yeah, it's a wild animal. It's, you know, my, uh, my great-grandfather had a pet monkey who, um, attacked my uncle when he was a kid, and, uh, my, my, my great-grandpa killed that monkey. Yeah, as you should. It's a Thanks wild animal. Before Sean got his face ripped up. Yeah, people forget that like the thing with dogs and cats is that we've domesticated them. That's why they are the way they are. They have been domesticated to be people friendly. With that said, just so you guys know, if you die <laughs> if, and your pet's hungry, well, it has been known that they've now have a new form to eat. So even then, Animal instincts will kick in if they're not being taken if they're not being taken care of. Um, but in this movie, this Chinese billionaire who never like the craziest part about that character is he's not the bad guy. Like no, I and also that to happen. 
Yeah, and also another thing I want to point out because you mentioned like this Mexican, the recurring joke joke they kept trying to make of him surviving constantly. I was like, this is not funny. Like, we can stop it now. Yeah. He, like the fact that he was like going out of his way to save people. I was like, did they? Was this on purpose, or did they like accidentally give his actions to like to a different character? Because like the billionaire is supposed to be the guy who gets you know eaten halfway due to some you know some shit that he did the first time like the first 10 minutes you know yeah i was supposed to get dodged and he didn't i thought the mega was gonna give him the tank the way they did that scene like shit it got him he's dead now i would love if like that was the first move like movie's first kill where it's like hey look how tight i am with this shark and then it just straight up ignores it and devours him in one bite that would have been perfect 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 uh mood setter for this movie also, like, look, do you really want to risk that? Like, something that big, like, look, there, I have an insane fear of, like, just being strapped in the ocean and, like, drowning or something. Getting swallowed by something whole, like, I think I'd rather get chewed up first. Know that if I'm going to get digested, I'm dead. Not stuck in this fucking mouth. Yeah, if I'm going to be a shark turd, I'd like to be small pieces and not, you know, the one that's going to ruin his night. I have some backup down there. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm, but you know, maybe as some revenge, it's like you know, fuck you. I'm gumming up the works, so maybe there's that too. <laughs> um, I'm terrified. Yeah, I don't trust the ocean at all. I don't swim in it anymore. I don't. First off, it's gross. We've polluted that fucker to an insane degree. It's you know, you swallow that water, you're gonna vomit for days. Probably get hepatitis. Um, maybe. That'd be great. That doesn't usually happen. But you know, science, you know, you gotta test shit a lot before you get a get a winner. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> test this hypothesis. Yeah. Um I'm a, I'm always I have this fear where like if I open my eyes underwater, I'm gonna like be face to face with a giant eyeball like the size of a car. You know, some like ungodly Cthulhu like creature just decides to get up that day and I'm in the way. Yeah. My my fear is like I'll be face to face with a shark. Like I've seen videos uh before where like I, uh one video was like this guy in Australia. He was like they were trying him was jumping off a off a cliff into the water. And when he did it and they had GoPros attached, he did it, he goes in the water and you see as soon as he hits the water, a shark was already like swimming up just on its path. Just right where he landed, and luckily because the sun hit that he did, the thing turned around, but it was like right fucking there. Jesus. That's terrifying. Yeah, and it's Australia, which in case anyone doesn't know, they have great great uh great whites off the coast there. You remember that story about the great white shark that was tagged and then like the the thing had like a dramatic drop in body temperature? And like they concluded that it was eaten by something way bigger. Yeah. Fuck that noise. <laughs> so Megalodon might be well, we don't know. Yeah. Great white sharks don't have a lot of predators. <laughs> no, they're considered top of the future in the ocean. So it was like, holy shit. God. I did yeah. like the op- the opening with like the the food like the food chain at work or like the the bug gets get gets got by the bird, and the bird gets got by the dinosaur, and the dinosaur gets got by the T Rex, and the T Rex gets got by the megalodon. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that opening. Everything like, okay, this movie knows what it is. We, we're in for a fun ride. So I thought. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, 
So what was big what was Good Shark's name again? Hai Haichi, I think. Hi, hi, yeah, you're right. Good, good memory. Uh, I have my moments. <laughs> this thing's, you know, in heat or something, and it's being a weird, a giant, monstrous shark is attacking people. How strange! Oh no! Yeah, and uh, they all decide to go into the trench to explore, and uh, Jason Statham's niece ish, whatever. Otter-ish um, thing? I yeah. don't know. His little friend stows away, and they just decide to continue on with the mission instead of turning around and uh, dropping her off before they go into uncharted monster waters. Which brings me to... I, I'm almost positive, and I'm not a smart man. A thermal layer <laughs> doesn't exist in the goddamn ocean. I mean, it's a big place. There's a lot of shit in the ocean, but... I don't think we've, yeah, there's, well, I don't know about a thermal layer, but I know there's no thermal layer with like the fucking lost world underneath it. <laughs> okay. I was, like, I was like, something about this is off scientifically speaking. Something that, that, that was, that's where you draw the line with the science. <laughs> no, as soon as, as soon as I thought that, then they established that Statham just by being himself can breathe underwater and not get crushed. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is the kind of movie I paid to watch. <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. There was a whole family right next to me of like three kids, mom and dad, and I'm just sitting there like chuckling to myself, just like, are you fucking kidding me? I think I said that under my breath at that point. I was like, what? Fuck you. Anything <laughs> about this scene? In fact, that one, um, we haven't, look, okay, I'm pretty sure we have not done that much deep water exploration because even most of the craft we've designed have issues maintaining a structure deep down because of the pressure of the water at that point. Here, I'm looking it up right now. How deep have we gone in the ocean? Water from the deepest point on Earth joins the museum collection. Last year, an expedition to the Mariana Trench made history by conducting the deepest crude dive ever completed at 10,927 meters. Goddamn, so one time. Yeah, but the trench in the movie where Statham forces water into his face to swim a few feet is 25,000 feet deep. And based off what we watched, they regularly explore it. There's a fucking base down there. Yeah. There's already another How the fuck crew. Did they build that. Yeah. There's another crew already down there. When they have when they lose their two smokes, they have to walk it because in their special sci-fi suits. I can withstand the pressure. And then the PCA resistance, Statham can breathe under this water just fine. It's it's so great that they managed to prepare for this exact situation. Even the little girl's like, don't worry, I packed the suit. Like, good, 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 uh, good foresight there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dear God, we you would not survive that. And also It'd be way darker down there. So much darker down there. I'm just picturing the construction process on this underwater base. I mean, first off, 25,000 feet deep. So good luck, you know, with all your shit not collapsing into itself. But also there's giant ass sharks just wandering around, snatching up anything that moves. No, like, and secretly, no, no way. This place is constantly being monitored by the Chinese. There's no way you could just sneak 
a mining operation into it. <laughs> That's really like, and again, none of this would really kind of stand off the phone, just embrace it more, base the big dumb funness of it more. Because I'm be like, it was like, uh, it's like, um, okay, good. When I think of right top of my head, seat when Sisu came out. There's so many instances in that movie that guy should not survived even halfway through the fucking movie. Um, but because the film committed to its concept, committed to what they were doing, I was like, fuck it, I'm on board at this point. I don't care. John McCann started doing the same thing when like he can just jump out of fucking buildings and survive. But again, because they commit to what they're doing, I, I can go, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. Because this film doesn't really seem to commit to what it's doing. I'm just like, well, watching like, god damn it. It's all about tone. Like, you gotta, if, if you're gonna have a goofy, outlandish, this is nuts kind of tone, like Sisu, I'll, I'll accept anything. I will accept a dude walking away from a fucking fiery plane crash with zero injury and then go into the bank. But sure, why not? Sure. Or when he fucking ha- like pickaxes his way into said plane <laughs> or uses a fucking dead body to not get hit by 50 cows. Uh, a 50 cal machine gun, which would totally kill him. All when he gets hanged, you know, survives that too. There is no stronger force on the planet than revenge. We all know this. Yeah. Point is, if you haven't seen CSV, watch it. It's a fucking awesome movie. But go on with your point. That on Blu ray, I keep meaning to pick it up. Uh, I forgot what my point was. Oh, yeah. Tone. Tone. So the Meg films want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to maintain like a serious vibe while also trying to embrace some goofy shit. And what you end up with is a disjointed mess. Yeah. Like you need to go in one or the other direction. You can't have both or it does not work. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, your film's called The Meg. It's about a giant fucking shark. Don't take it seriously. Just embrace the, the, the chaos. And also, anyone who saw the first movie and then was going to see this was not like, oh, I hope most of this movie's about corporate espionage. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh, why? Why make? Why decide on that? This whole, most of this movie is who betrayed Jonas and the Chinese, and who is stealing their like data for this rich woman for working for some unnamed company who's financing a mining operation to get some precious metals that are never named because nobody knows how to fucking research anything in this in this team. Sounds and, exciting. Yeah, they. One guy blows up the the underwater cliff that causes a a uh, hole in the thermal layer. One of my favorite nonsense moments is when Jonas is like, like "Is that going to be closed?" And one of the I think the Chinese billionaire is like, "Oh yeah, probably in, yeah, in like an hour." Like, how the fuck could you possibly know that? <laughs> he just does. Why not? And then the you know. Three big sharks and an octopus uh, escape the thermal lair and attack uh, Chinese spring break. And uh, that's about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Also, the octopus severely underutilized. Like, so I was like, oh, shit, we got China octopus. This should be fun. And it doesn't really get used all that much. <laughs> when a Chinese billionaire is getting attacked by the octopus and uh, his best friend shows up to save him. When Good Meg comes out of nowhere and attacks the octopus, I don't know why, but the only thought I had in my head was Wolverines! Wolverines! <laughs> like I expected the Meg to have like a giant headband on. 
It was ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know. And uh, there were those little like dinosaur looking things that took up way too much of this movie. They really, it kind of reminded me of the little things in, in uh, Lost World Jurassic Park, you know, the little dinosaurs that, that pecked you to death. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, in the book, in the movie, it just kind of puts you in the hospital for a little bit. Yeah. In the I book, saw, they I, baby. Oh, yeah. That's right. I have the book. I finally got the books. I haven't read them yet, but I finally got the books. Um, I just, I'm thinking of Peck because I just listened to the new Time Psych on Emmett Till and apparently Peckerwood, Peckerhead or something was an old slang for. White rednecks. Pecker Wood. Yeah. Peckerhead is just an idiot. Yeah. Like a, like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Pecker Wood. Um so yeah. Peck some my vocabulary. Uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, these things were too prominent in this movie, and they don't really do anything. We don't lose any good guys, except for like uh the three people who like die underneath the Yeah. I don't actually I don't remember the I Fun fact, the one female that survived, the Rita's where her fuck her name was, that's a Cassandra in fucking Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Cool. So, good for her. She's in the make movie now. I kept trying to pick that character, but the game kept freezing. She's really good in that game. I hope I get to find out. I played as her in the game when I played it. She was also, she never kind of gets, I mean, she was, you know, considering killing Jonas and like told them to, you know, leave people behind, but she just never kind of learns anything. No, she kind of disappears. Well, no, she hopes towards the end. She kind of, she hopes towards the end. I did, you know, and I kind of wish the trailer and ruining because I actually did get a good chuckle out of the joke when like that one person, I guess, from the first one betrayed them because those characters returned that I just did not remember. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but when she did like the tap on the glass, I'm like, see, it's fully Meg proof, and the Meg just fucking eats her. I was like, ah, I got like, I got a good chuckle. I, I laughed a little bit. It's such a big character death. It is weird that they put that in the trailer. Maybe because they didn't have a lot to sell this movie on. I mean, Jesus Christ, it take the whole climax takes place on f- Fun Island. As soon as they said, it, I was like, this is the naming we're doing for this. This is how hard we tried. Yeah, I'm surprised the oil rig isn't like, you know, just called like science rig. You had to go to the rig. <laughs> oh, I'm su- like, might as well just call Jonas, like, you know, British badass or something like that. Mixed with a fucking, uh, the, uh, their Chinese martial arts fucking international superstar playing a fucking CEO of a company. Was, um, Jess was the was the lady who betrayed them, right? Yeah, yeah. Was she in the first one? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> These movies have no staying power at all. I can tell you in like a month, I'm gonna forget this one. I'm already slowly forgetting because like it just doesn't really press me. They even when they said that line, when you said that line from Charles Two, I was like. Mm. Trust you is a better film. Or actually, I haven't seen it in years. I remember it better than this film. Also, I don't consider a reference when you're just like in the movie, you're like, see, like in Jaws 2. You don't get to be a little smarter than that. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Try harder movie. So let's talk about the monster deaths. So one of these guys, uh, Statham gets on a jet ski with some bombs 
latched to poles and just <laughs> uh the plan was for all of them to get on jet skis but there was only one jet ski and without hesitation he was like i got this one don't worry and they're like yeah go ahead you're you're chasing salem you got this we're fine with it he bombs one of them i was hoping for a little you know smile you son of a bitch or something like that you're gonna blow up a shark there's you know wouldn't wouldn't hurt to a little tip of the cap you're already ripping off horror films. Why not just do that, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the other one. This might be the most asinine, dumb, like just death in movie history. Um, Statham picks up a helicopter blade like it's a giant fucking Final Fantasy sword and spears the Megalodon like holding it up, there's a shot of his leg digging into the ground, like he's using all his strength to hold up 300,000 tons of fish. Now, I'm sure Statham works out. It's very obvious he works out. I'm sure he's a very strong man. No human being on earth is that strong. I don't like that the movie tries to convince me that this dude held up a megalodon like it's a prized fucking marlin he's going to mount on his office wall. Well, it's Chase and Statham, he's capable of these things, all right? Unbelievable. Like, oh, my God. And then, of course, the octopus gets devoured by Good Meg, who is, I guess, you know, just free free to be a giant ecosystem-destroying monster in the ocean. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, no, when they did that with Statham, I was like, oh, my God. He is a superhero. We're doing a Fast and Furious thing, and he's a superhero in this sport, isn't he? Hans like the yes. About, the thing about sea fights, the sea always wins. God, when he <laughs> said see you later, chum. I was like, oh god, there's there's a one liner. Oh yeah, was it Morales the bad guy that we were supposed to have this connection with that I had zero connection with? I was like, I'm just to like be invested in this like rivalry because I'm. And not- it was Montez, Montez, not Morales. My my mistake. Well, way to fuck that up. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, I don't got, I, I don't have anything. I'm, I'm drained on this movie. But yeah, there is this pre-existing relationship we never get, and uh, he just gets. I think he gets eaten by one of them. Yeah, because Stalin like hits him with a knife or something. He just blows into the ocean, and he sees that, and he's like, "Oh, the Meg's going to help me," and. It does, because he like shoots him into the fucking off the dock, and the mate eats him. So this dude, so Jason Statham has in this franchise killed four enormous, world destroying sharks. Yes, he's very good at it. You could say, yeah. I... <laughs> what is what the hell's gonna happen in the inevitable third movie? And I can't wait to talk about that in 2025 and have zero memory of this movie. <laughs> he is going to go inside it and rip it in half from the inside. Journey to the center of the Meg, I will 100% watch that. <laughs> Meg 3 with the Vengeance. Live free or Meg? Hard. Hard. Meg and Furious. Two Meg, two Furious. 
Meg and Furious Tokyo Drift. I mean, why not? Let's go to Japan. Fast Meg. That just sounds like a porno. The, judging, considering the Meg 2 used the novel title of the second book, Primal Waters is probably going to be the name of Meg 3. Probably. So I'm going to look into that right now and see what big extra monsters are awaiting us. Fuck, there is a fourth book. <laughs> Shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are there's eight of these. There are eight Meg novels. There's the, there's the Meg, there's the Trench, there's Primal Waters, Hell's Aquarium, Origins, Night Stalkers, Generations, and Purgatory. All with Meg at the front of those. Holy shit. We have Meg for decades. <laughs> this is never going away. This is the Shark Hellraiser. Enjoy. <laughs> this just blew your mind yeah i'm really shocked you did not know there's like a series of novels i'm not outside of jaws i'm not reading books about giant sharks why not because again nothing's gonna nothing's gonna hold up meg purgatory come on that clearly means one thing purgatory is filled with megs how there's no way these are like any different right like how many ways can you do big shark versus english guy eight times <laughs> damn it yeah walked into that well all right meg 2 is done i'm done. i don't want to talk about meg 2 anymore <laughs> this is actually the second time we've attempted to record this podcast because we tried yesterday got a decent not a decent amount into it but then we, we had four outage. we got four four to five minutes in and we had an outage problem, so we had to scrap it. So I think this version is better because we made it farther. And uh, now we can put this to bed. Yes. Just put it out to sea and give it a rest. Yeah. Just impale it with a helicopter blade like we're goddamn He-Man. Uh, that is it for Meg 2. So next up on the release calendar this Friday is Last Voyage of the Demeter. A very exciting looking Dracula movie that uh, tells the story of the brief bit of Dracula where the Count made a uh, sea voyage from Transylvania to England and the ship showed up at the docks completely empty apart from a coffin. What happened to all those people? Well, this movie's going to tell us. Yeah, I'm very curious if they'll stick with the ending of the chapter because or if they'll do some like kind of revisionist thing to make it a little bit different. I'm very curious on what they'll do with because anyone who knows anything about the track of the movies or the book, like yes, that it end that chapter ends with like none of the crew being on that boat. Yeah, Dracula is gonna win. But yeah, the movie might because it's not like part of a franchise or anything. It's not like this is, you know, Dracula 2, Dracula Harder. This is, you know, a self-contained story. So it will probably take some liberties keep itself mm-hmm. from being predictable and uh you know the monster has to die in the end in some capacity so yeah maybe uh maybe they'll take out this creepy looking nosferatu-esque dracula who looks to be all monster and no man mm-hmm. and uh yeah that looks exciting we're gonna be talking about that one and uh i hope it is a success jesus christ i mean who knows 
This could be a huge disaster or it could make $400 million. I don't know anymore. Horror might be the safest bet. I don't know if you read recently, but Insidious, The Red Door, highest grossing fucking horror film of the year. $182 million. That's it. That's that's all the highest grossing movie horror movie of the year made. Yeah, it beat uh, Megan at $180 million. Shit. How did Talk to Me do again? Uh, $26 million. On a four and a half million budget, and Scream also Scream Six also got close. It was like 160, 170 million. Shit, this thing beats Scream. Okay, well, it's up to you, Saw. <laughs> show them what show them what horror is made of. God damn it! I believe in you, Chicksaw. <laughs> yeah, you got this, John. Fuck up those assholes who tricked you into thinking where, you were cured of cancer. Wear that hat backwards. Show us how much younger you are. <laughs> I am very excited to talk about can wait for socks. <laughs> it looks really good, actually. Well, all right. Take it easy. Go socks. And uh, we will see you later. Mm-hmm.